22-year absence, the Boston Celtics are NBA champions once again. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Seven seconds. They got Benetarian range. I'll tell you, what Tom Brady just did gives me goosebumps. Wide again for Tierney. Tierney's cross. Lucic, top of the circle, Horton, the drive, score! The Bruins knock out Montreal! Welcome back to another episode of Boston Sports Extra Podcast, episode six. On this episode, we are going to break down the 53-man roster of what we think uh, the Patriots may look like after after preseason going into week one. We're also going to give a little news on uh, camp news about what's going on and uh, give our opinions. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. So let's get started. How are you boys today? We got Zach and Mike with us. What's How going are you, on? Zach? What's going how's, on, guys? How's it going? Very good. Very good, Kent. So uh, let's let's dive right into it. We'll get started with the news first, and then we will jump over to our um, – our 53-man roster breakdown. Camp news. Sony Michelle still out. Uh, what do you guys think about this? And you know what is? It's it, they're being way too quiet about it. So obviously there's something major going on. What what are your thoughts on it, Zach? Yeah, I mean definitely concerning. You know, the quieter they are, the more concerned I, I get, honestly. But you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna remain cautiously optimistic and just hope that they're taking it easy with him and light with him and maybe we'll see him in a game or something in one of the preseason games soon i i really just don't want to believe he's out but as of right now they've kind of given us no choice but think that his injury may be serious you have anything to add mike yeah i agree um the silence is not a good sign from nope. my opinion at all but um just like you i fairly optimistic that He'll be on the team this year. Um, we need him to fill that Dion Lewis role. Mm. Um, I think we'll end up seeing him in the preseason. I don't think it's anything too serious, in my opinion. We ain't the doctors, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, well, it's definitely something to keep monitoring, monitoring, you know, throughout this camp and see if he does make it back. Uh, also, Eric Decker, all this talk, was it Eric Decker? Is it Des Bryant? Uh, Patriots finally locked up Eric Decker for one year. I personally like this signing. I think that it brings a little bit more versi- versatile to the to the Patriots offense than Des Bryant would. I don't seem to be in the majority of what people think, but that's okay. Uh, Mike, what is your thoughts on the signing? Yeah, I like the one-year signing too. Um, you can play in and out. Um, I'd rather have him over Des personally. I think he'll contribute, with especially with uh, Julian Edelman out. I mean, since 2012, he's tied for seventh in receiving touchdowns. I think it would be a good red zone threat, him and Gronk together. And I think he's a better fit for the Patriots than Dez would be. I also like uh, Macklin. I don't know if they're looking into that or anybody else, but definitely high on Decker. How about you, Zach? Yeah, I yeah, I, I think you're right in that 
uh, he's probably a better signing than Dez only because what Dez's skill set means is, uh, you know, someone who can, who can go downfield uh, and maybe catch the ball over some shorter corners or shorter defenders. Uh, he doesn't have blazing speed, but he's got pretty decent hands. I know he has some issues with dropping the ball. But that being said, that skill set is something we already have in a guy like Hogan and Cordell Patterson. Um, so I, I think I think the Eric Decker signing was simply a move of you know bringing in a receiver with a different skill set that we don't already have on the roster. And you know Eric Decker, he, he's good for for coming across the field, maybe some deep ins, um, you know, deep down the field. And uh, he's a target machine. I mean, over the years, I mean, in his prime years in, in Denver and into New York, he was he was getting over 100 targets a year, uh, and that, that, that's a good sign. I know last season he only had. Uh, 83 targets, 54 receptions on those targets, and uh, he only had one touchdown. But my personal belief is that last year wasn't wasn't a sign of him slowing down. It was more of a sign of him just not fitting into that Tennessee offense. He was sort of one and done with Tennessee. And uh, you know the the Titans they were they were a run first offense with that two headed monster at Demarco Murray and and Henry at running back. And, uh, you know, all signs point in that direction as well. And when, when Mariota was throwing the ball, he was going to Delaney Walker more often than not. Um, so it, it just didn't seem like a good fit for Decker there. Now him coming over on a one-year deal for the Patriots, in my personal opinion, does not necessarily mean he's going to make this team at the end of the day. And, you know, we'll get into that. The wide receiver group is a pretty crowded and banged up group. And I think signing him was simply bringing in another body for practice, uh, for training camp. Uh, to fill out the roster, but it'll be interesting to see if he actually makes this team, considering all the guys on the team right now have a leg up on the playbook. Yeah, one more interesting note to add to that is that Josh McDaniels actually is the one that drafted him when he was the head coach of the Broncos. Right. So yeah, he's very comfortable with him, and I'm pretty sure that you know he thinks that he'll he'll be able to fit in. So obviously, it's it's a wait and see. Um, you know. It could just be a body. One thing that I haven't seen yet is the details of the one-year deal. So, you know, is it a fully guaranteed or is it incentive-based? So that'll tell more once that's – That's a good point. Yeah. So moving on, uh, uh, one thing that I'm very interested in with uh, and watching is that obviously we know that the defense has changed with Brian Flores and such. Uh, It seems to be that – the more you read into it, the more you listen to press conferences. Bill Belichick has seemed to be adapting to what's going on and around the league and just the way that he's running the team a little bit. It seems that he's a little bit more laid back, um, at least to the media. And um, from all accounts that are coming out, just the way that he's doing things differently with the team, like he, every day they used to run hills. They're not doing that. He's, you know, obviously during the um, in-stadium practice with the at the end with trying to catch the punt to give the guys a day off. He's change. He's he's changing up his his way of doing things, and I think that's I think that he's finally coming around to uh, what the rest of the NFL is doing, and and I think it's better for the players, and it seems to be a, a little bit more relaxed atmosphere at Patriots camp this year. What do you what do you think, Zach? Yeah, I I don't want to read into it too much because you know it's worth noting that over the years, they've they've done this thing with uh you know a lineman going back to return a punt with some sort of incentive for the whole team. I think they've done it with 
with Matty Light a few years ago. Uh, and I think even Vince, Big Vince uh, Wilfork had some couple chances at the same thing. So this is, I mean, that, that particular exercise they've been doing over the years, but, you know, they're not running the hills. They're not doing that extra conditioning at the end of practice. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, don't really, I don't really know what to make of that because, you know, on one hand, maybe it does sort of show the media that, you know, Belichick may be kind of changing with the times and trying to be more, you know, likable, I guess, with, with around the league and maybe try to shed that label that the Patriots are a team that don't know how to have fun. I know there's a couple players on the Eagles this offseason that would, you know, that were saying that they would never want to play for the Patriots because the team doesn't know how to fun. But I, I don't think those guys have a clue what they're talking about. But, you know, that, that being said, I also worry a bit about the, the not running of the hills because you want to see this team conditioned. And that's the whole point is of doing that extra running is to be the, the best conditioned team come fourth quarter. So, if we see, you know, a sluggish team coming out in the fourth quarter in these first couple preseason games, I think you'll see Belichick start to resume that those, uh, what do they call it, Belichick Hill or Belichick Mountain, something like that. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna resume the uh, the running if the team is sluggish. You want to add to that, Mike? Yeah, I'm not such a big fan of um, Bill actually listening to the outside noise, which is new to him. Um, Lane Johnson from the Eagles. Other players saying that they would never want to play here, like Zach mentioned. Um, not running the hills is a concern to me because that's what got us through uh, against the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Right. Also, um, noticed um, during camp they've been putting the defense on offense, the on offense on defense. They got Brady playing safety, I believe, one time. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I don't know if Bill's trying to overdo it here with all the noise. Um, Gronk saying he wants to be happy, et cetera. But I'd rather have Bill stick to his regular routine, to be honest. I actually I heard or I read somewhere that Belichick was actually playing safety yesterday. <laughs> so moving on, we're going to get into our 53-man roster breakdown. And basically how we're going to do it is uh, I'm going to start with position and then uh, we'll go around. Uh, I'll start with Zach and on the mic, and then I will finish up if I have any, any differences. And then uh, we're going to break down each, you know, each position and, uh, you know, give our takes. So I'm going to start with quarterback, Zach. Obviously, pretty simple. What do you think? Yeah, uh, yeah, TB12 is obviously going to get cut. Uh, he's too old and he can't play anymore, so uh, it's about time that uh, he retires. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> there's no way. There's not a shot in hell that happens. Uh, TB12 is going to be the MVP this season of the league, so uh, you could you could see him as your QB one all season. Then it comes down to Hoyer and Etling. Uh, I like Danny Etling. You know, we didn't really get a chance to talk about this yet, but Danny Etling, all 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 reports and all signs from him this camp have been superb. He's the He's the first guy on the practice field and the last to leave. Uh, there's some reports that are even indicating that he may be staying the night at the practice facility. Uh, so clearly this guy's dedicated. He's got his nose in the playbook. And there's also been re reports that McDaniels and Belichick have been off to the side watching him take reps with the third team against the uh, third team defense. Uh, and all eyes have been on him to see his, his progress. And the fact that they have – the fact that Danny Etling has the attention of – 
the offensive coordinator and the head coach of this team to me only says one thing that they really want to give this guy a fair shot. So I, I, I can see Danny Etling making the cut over Hoyer and Hoyer being out of a job. Yeah, I agree with you on Brady, obviously. I'm going to have him all the way. Um, I do disagree on Hoyer and Etling, though. I think they're going to keep Hoyer. I think they're only going to keep two quarterbacks this year. I think they'll have Etling on the practice squad, definitely keep him around for all the reasons you mentioned. He's got a big arm. He's a hard worker. Um, the coaches seem to love him. But I would definitely keep Hoyer just because of his experience in New England and throughout the league. So, in case of an emergency, I'd rather have Brian Hoyer out there for one or two games if needed than Danny Etling. But I think they'll keep him around in, on the practice squad. Well, I, I think that, um, you know, I'm still very upset that they got rid of Garoppolo because oh, yeah. I thought he was the next coming of, of Brady and they should have already got rid of Brady. But, you know. That's just my – no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, no, I think, uh, you know, obviously Brady will be out there. It'll be the Brady of old. All this, you know, talk of, you know, he is he, he's 41 today. Is he is is he going to start, you know, going on the decline? Uh, Max Kellerman, kiss my ass. He still ain't <laughs> going on the, on the decline. He's got a couple more years. Um, I think they're going to put the pieces around Brady that that will keep him basically still young. And keep him, you know, right where he's at. Uh, my backup, obviously, uh, I, I got to go with Hoyer. I, I think Etling might be the next, you know, Garoppolo to come along, but he, he's going to need some time. And I think that they would be more comfortable having Hoyer out there instead of Etling. At this moment, it could change during the season, but right now, I think that's it. Um, moving on, let's go to running backs. Mike, what do you see as as your running backs? Well, I got James White as a lock, obviously. Um, Rex Burkhead is a lock. Sony Michelle, hopefully, will be on the team. I think he makes a cut. Brandon Bolden, um, he's stuck around forever, and I think he'll he'll stick around this year also. And I have Jeremy Hill battling it out with um, Mike Gillisley, but. I don't know if they'll keep either one of those guys. If they do keep one, I think it will be Jeremy Hill. So I got five guys on the running back making the team this year. I'll be using that. I can see the team keeping four four running backs. Um, I think you get James White, uh, Rex Burkhead, and Brandon Bolden are your obvious locks. You know, James White is you know Bill Belichick's favorite person on this whole team. There's no there's no way he's gone. And uh, from all from all reports at camp is that Rex Burkhead has been arguably the most impressive player on the on the whole team. Uh, he's he's finally healthy, and and I know health is always an issue with him, but uh, he's getting a lot of reps at running back. He's getting a lot of reps in the return game, and uh, he's making great cuts. And he's got some speed. So uh, Burkhead is going to make this squad, no doubt. Uh, Brandon Bolden, special teams ace, gets a lot done. He can block punts. He can he can carry the ball from time to time. I, I can see him ended up being the goal line running back this this year for this team as well. So I know he's usually an on the bubble, on the fringe guy that will will release and then we'll pick back up. But I, I see Bolden actually making the cut uh, this season. And Sony Michelle, you know, we don't really know the extent of his injury. Obviously, if he can play, he's going to make the team. If if the if the evaluators determine he's not going to be able to play, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna put him on the IR. And in that case, 
I think they, they bump up Jeremy Hill and Hill makes the roster. So I think they keep four running backs. That's White, Burkhead, Bolden, and possibly Sony Michelle. If Michelle's not in and he, he can't play, they're going to keep Hill. That's that's where I stand on it there. All right. Um, I have a little bit of a difference of opinion, and I'm going to go with I think that they'll stick with four, but there's a little variation here, obviously because of injuries or whatever. Um, I have Burkhead, White. Hill and Gillisy if Sony Michelle can't go. Hmm. So no um, Bolden. Bolden. No Bolden. I, I look at him more as a special teams player. They they you know they insert him, you know, for a play here and there, but he's not a you know to me a legit running back with this team. He's like uh the Matthew Slater saying Matthew Slater at wide receiver. Right. You know, it just doesn't it just doesn't fit, but he's more more special teams in my eyes. So that's my take for running backs. Um moving on, next position, obviously fullback. I think we all agree Devlin would be that guy. Oh yeah. Um, yep. quick and simple. Um moving to the next position, well, let's let's go with wide receivers. Mm. Uh this is this could be a very interesting, you know, position, especially with all the injuries. So I'm gonna let you go, Zach, with uh, your predictions. Yeah, this is going to be a this is going to be a contentious uh, position this year. I mean, there, there's just so many names in camp, and there's a lot of injury uh, questions, and then there's new signings. So it's really kind of hard to break it down at this point. But in terms of locks, uh, your your initial lock is Chris Hogan. He's he's got the trust of the offense and of Brady, and he knows the playbook. So Hogan's going to be there. Cordero Patterson. Uh, he looks phenomenal at camp. I mean, he is stretching the field like no other. He's a special teams bull. Uh, not a lot of guys can keep up with him. And and I I believe Belichick absolutely adores this guy. I know in the offseason he met up with Patterson and said, we know how to utilize you better than anybody else in the NFL. We know how to utilize your skill set. So you're going to see Patterson out wide in the slot, possibly in the backfield. <laughs> I even joke possibly on defense, but they that might not be a joke in a couple of weeks. He may actually be seeing some time in the secondary. This guy, this guy's a, he's a very versatile player. So Patterson's going to make the squad. Uh, Philip Dorsett's going to make the squad simply because there's just so many injuries on this team and he's getting a lot of reps at the moment with the first team. So I, I think the more reps he gets there, the more comfortable he becomes with the offense and the more he catches the eye of the coaches. So we got Hogan, Patterson, Dorsett, my guy, Braxton Berrios, I believe 100% is going to make this team. I know he's on the bubble, or at least people perceive him that way. But Berrios, Berrios brings it all to the table. I mean, he, he's not the largest guy in physical stature, but he, he's pretty stocky for his size. Uh, he could take a hit, and, and he's got the leadership qualities that that, are, that fits in so well with New England. I mean, he's a, he's a former captain at Miami, and if you look at this kid's highlight reel, I mean, he showed up game after game. Uh, he's a he's a stat machine. And I think, I think that's going to translate well into this offense and possibly on special teams as well. Then you're going to look at Julian Edelman, who's obviously going to make the team after the first four games, but that opens up a spot for one of these other young players. I'm going to go with Riley McCarron, who a lot of people are really are really into at this point. Uh, I think McCarron, McCarron could find some use in the offense before Edelman comes back, and then I think he's the first one brought down to the practice squad. And then my only other spot at receiver I'm going to give to – Matt Slater because uh, he, I mean, he's a lock to make the roster and it really depends on what position group you keep him in, whether you put him just as a special teams exclusive player, but he's always listed as a wide receiver. So in that case, we're going with Hogan, Patterson, Dorsett, Barrios, 
Julian Edelman, Slater, and McCarron until Edelman can go back. And the most noteworthy thing there is I do not believe Eric Decker is going to make this team only because he just doesn't have the experience with the playbook that the other guys do at this point. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, this is definitely a hard one to break down. Oh, yeah. Um, so obviously I have Chris Hogan as a lock. Um, I agree. Cordero Pat- Patterson is going to be much, much better than people think he will, was going to be this year. Yep. Um, special teams ace. He's been phenomenal at camp, making outstanding catches every day. And then I have Philip Dorsett. It seems like he's got Brady's trust in camp so far. Um, Kenny Britt, as long as he stays healthy, I have him. Mm. Um, Matthew Slater, obviously, his special teams ace. And I, I have Riley McCarron on mine. Until Julian Edelman gets back, and then I think he's gonna he's gonna be the odd man out there. Wow! So you're really taking Kenny Bread over Barrios, man. I am. That's tough. <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely, you guys have a difference of opinion there. Um, it's like you said, it's gonna be one hell of a camp battle or whatever, and it basically breaks down to you know who. Who the Patriots feel will you know better fit, especially with the time with Edelman being out. Um, I mine I will go with Hogan, Dorsett. Uh, I'm not going to say Slater because I'm going to put him at special teams. Patterson, Edelman when he comes back. I'm going to have to go with Berrios and Decker. Mm. I'll have McCarron on there until Edelman comes back from his suspension. It's a lot of receivers. I guess six. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a tough one to predict. I mean, it'll be interesting yeah. to see what they do with Decker. You know, if he ends up making the squad or not. I think. Yeah. I think there's probably a good likelihood that he does. But as of right now, I think he's on the outside looking in, only because he's just so behind with the playbook and everything. In the chemistry, right? It could just be a, a practice body that they yeah. need right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the Patriots always have a couple of positions every year that they bring in like a host of players, right? And, and it's like, what what the hell are they doing by having you know nineteen receivers and you know uh, you know twenty of offensive linemen or whatever to to see what they can do in camp. And, I mean, that's what we got this year. They're not settled there. It's not like, you know, we have X, Y, Z like they had last year with Edelman and Amendola and such, and you just knew who was going to fall into place. So, Yeah, you know. I mean, and, and none of us even brought up Malcolm Mitchell there. It doesn't seem like either any of us have any hope that he'll play this season, but and that's just a whole other name to add to that list of receivers, right? Yeah. But even like you said, even at this point, he's he's – even though he's been around, he, he's got the playbook, he's seen the playbook, it, that doesn't translate to the field. And he's not been on the field, so that's going to be the main issue, mm. whether he does get healthy or not. You know, he's, he's you got to get Brady's trust. Yep. Brady, Brady's got to be able to know that, you know, on that 25-yard in route, that's what you're going to be hitting exactly where he where he's going to be throwing it. Yeah, I think so, he was – I think Mitchell was um, 
key in that Super Bowl game, though, as a rookie at that, too. Right. Yeah, I so, mean, at least in that season, he certainly had Brady's trust, but it has been, you know, yeah. we're going on a year, possibly two years, without seeing, you know, some routes from Brady. So, you know, that could potentially go by the wayside. True. Right. Uh, moving on, let's, uh, let's jump into the tight ends. This should be pretty quick and simple. Mike, who do you got for your tight ends? I got Rob Gronkowski. Hopefully he can stay healthy all season. He's an obvious lock. Uh, at Jacob Hollister, who's been doing good in camp so far. Um, Dwayne Allen, I think, will make the roster this year. Um, hopefully he can pick up the playbook better than he did last year and actually make some catches instead of just being a blocking tight end. But So I got Gronk, Hollister, and Allen. Yeah, I mean, I would second that quickly. And the only thing I would add is that, you know, I'm really hoping to see a, that, that second-year jump from Hollister and maybe actually see him as a contributing factor on offense. That would be great. But, yeah, those three guys I'm on board with. Yeah, I, I would agree. I'll take all three. Uh, obviously, I want to see a little bit more out of Allen this year. Uh, I believe one of our writers call him a pylon because all he basically does is stand around out there. But, you know, it, the Patriots playbook is is extremely hard. And a lot of people think that, you know, players are just going to come in and it's going to be simple and all. And again, the Patriots don't really expect a first year contribution out of you. You know, you may be out there, you may be doing little things, but a lot of their players are geared for a year too. If they, if it's simple enough for them or not simple enough, but, if they're if they're picking up on the system, it's more for geared for year two. Mm. So a lot of these players we should we should be seeing a, a little bit more more contribution from. Moving on, let's get to the the meat of the of the Patriots. Let's go with the offensive line. Zach, what do you got? Yeah, I I, I guess you know the good thing here to do would be to break it up from tackle and interior linemen. So if we want to start with the O tackles. Uh, I think that this list is pretty much set in stone with maybe one or two variables. You're going to see Marcus Cannon, Trent Brown, and Isaiah Wynn obviously making the team, all three of those guys for for very clear reasons. They they have starting experience or they're a first-round draft pick. So Marcus Cannon, Isaiah Wynn, Trent Brown, welcome to the team. Uh, And then I think they're going to keep maybe two other tackles. I like uh, Adrian Waddle because he's been with the team for a couple of years and, uh, you know, he just – he provides a, a surefire backup in the almost inevitable event that one of these guys goes down. And then the bubble guy who I can see making the roster is one of the last one of the last guys to make the roster is Cole Croston at tackle. Uh, and then if you move into the interior line with the guards and, and centers, you got Shaq Mason, Joe Tooney, and David Andrews, I think, are gonna round out your starting offense alignment. Uh, and then and then the reserves I can see being Ted Karras and the new, the new, uh, the new addition to the team is Brian Schwenke. Am I pronouncing that correctly? It's Schwenke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds like. Yeah, he was, I, cut, he was actually carted off of um, practice today. Oh, okay, carted off. Yeah. Okay, so th- okay, that opens up another spot. Uh, <laughs> surely, I don't think. It, I, I mean, it's too soon to. Do we know what the injury is? Is it a knee? I'm not sure what it was. Oof. Well, you know, I got nothing but you know. Good hopes for that guy. Hopefully he can, you know, get back out there. You just got to start with the team. So if he's not out there, I guess that opens up another spot. 
because uh, I want to say they keep five tackles and five interior linemen. What do you guys think? Yeah, I got pretty much the same. Um, Trent Brown is looking great in camp. I think he's going to be left tackle. I have Marcus Cannon, Isaiah Wynn, who can pretty much play anywhere on the offensive line besides center. I got Leadrian Waddle, and my bubble guy was also Cole Crossin. And um, I have Shaq Mason, David Andrews, and Joe Tooney. And I think um, Dante's Karnakia will will get the right group together to protect Brady this year, which he needs. Um, that's what I got. My it sounds like we're pretty much all straight across the board. I have nothing to add to that. Um, obviously, if, if Swinky is injured today, it's pretty much you know welcome to New England and goodbye. Right. Yep. So unfortunate, but you know, it's football. You know, maybe that opens up a spot for a guy like is it is it Ferenc, the uh, the the interior lineman coming over from Denver? Uh, yeah, uh, yes. I believe so. Yeah, I mean, maybe a guy like him could make the team or, or Ulrich as well. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, right. It's good that you guys even seen that while we were actually in the middle of recording this. Yes. It, said, it says Schwenke is being carted off at 1034 this morning. Wow. All right, let's, uh, let's, switch, let's switch to the other side of the, of the ball. What's the defensive line? Zach, what do you got? You want to start with D tackles? Let's do some D tackles. We'll go with – I think they're going to keep four D tackles, uh, mostly because, you know, a lot of times with the defensive end or the defensive line sets that we roll out there, a lot of times you get your D ends moving inside, constantly shifting our alignment on the D, on the D line. So I think they're going to keep four D tackles. That's Malcolm Brown, Danny Shelton, Lawrence Guy, and Adam Butler. Uh, those guys – those guys are going to mix and match all season. And then if you go over to D end, I think they're also going to keep four here as well. You're going to go with Adrian Claiborne, you know, probably the biggest free agent signing they had this off season. Uh, you know, Claiborne is going to be an impact player on the outside for this team. Trey flowers, probably the most underrated D end in all football. And then you got the two youngsters in their sophomore season looking to make a big impact. Uh, Dietrich wise, who's apparently been unbelievable at camp this season. He's had the, the biggest hit thus far. He's batting down balls at the line of scrimmage. He's making goal line tackles outside of the end zone. The only knack you could have on the guy was that he made a lot of boneheaded penalties. So if he cleans that up, which I'm sure he will, Wise is going to see the field quite a bit. And then you got to go with Derek Rivers, who was, who, was, who was slotted in to be a major impact player last season. Unfortunately, his season ended before it even began with a knee injury. Uh, but he's, he looks locked and ready to go. And I think uh, by the end of the season, you know, Everybody on the couch at home and your kids and your kids' kids and your grandkids, they're all going to know who this kid Derek Rivers is. So that's what we got those four, four. I got four D tackles and four D ends making the squad. Yep, I got four defensive ends, four D tackles myself. Um, for defensive end, I have Adrian Claiborne. Uh, I have Trey Flowers, who I think is going to have a monster year this year. Yep. And I have Derek Rivers and – Dietrich Wise, just like you. Um, I agree with everything you said about Rivers and Wise. I think they are going to get to the quarterback early and often, which I think this defense is going to look a little different this year. Um, 
I I have Eric Lee on the bubble. I'm not sure if he's going to make it. Mm-hmm. I doubt it. Yeah, doesn't look good there. No. So for D tackle, I have four guys. I have Danny Shelton, Malcolm Brown, Adam Butler, Lawrence Guy. Right. And for my bubble, I had Vincent Valentine. I'm not sure about him though. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Um, I think we're all in a, in, a, in, in agreement with, you know, most of these players there. Uh, my bubble guy is Vincent Valentine also, only because he's, you know, been here. He knows the system. But, you know, um, injuries aside, uh, I think we're all pretty much in agreement. And this is pretty uh, a simple um, roster breakdown here. Uh, moving on. DBs, Zach, what do you yeah. have for DBs? Oh, boy. Yeah, so uh, corners, another very hotly contested position uh, this, this, this camp. There's a lot of, a lot of young guys in. we got some old legs as well. Um, and I think you're obviously you're going to see Stephon Gilmore locking down the number one receiver week in and week out, uh, especially if they're – you know, large receivers like, you know, Julio Jones types receiver, um, Eric Rowe, same sort of thing. Eric Rowe kind of, he, he, he's almost, he's almost more adapt at keeping up with the, the really quick players. Uh, he's got a lot of speed behind him, so he's going to be on the field quite a bit. I like Jonathan Jones. I think he had a standout season for a nickel corner this past season. And he matches up well with the, the smaller shifty slot guys or even guys like, Antonio Brown. Um, so Jonathan Jones, obviously going to make the team. Duke Dawson, same sort of role. Uh, he's a rookie, so he may not see the field as much as these other guys, but there's no way they're going to cut him. I think they, they didn't waste a second-round draft pick on him for nothing. Uh, he's going to make the squad, no doubt. Uh, and, and then it gets a little hairy. you got Jason McCourty coming over. I think they wanted to give him a look only because his twin brothers, man, in the back end and Roman back there. Uh, and it'd be nice to see what kind of chemistry they can draw up in the back end. So McCourty may be on the, on the fringe, but I think he, he's one of the last guys to make the cut on this roster because he can play well in space. He's a good zone defender and he's proven, he's a proven talent in this league. And then I also like JC Jackson, who is a standout player who uh, anybody who's going to camp knows this name already. Uh, rookie out of Maryland. Uh, and I believe he was undrafted, but he's really making a name for himself. He could be the next Malcolm Butler to make this team. So, yeah, at corners, we got Gilmore, Rowe, Jones, Dawson, Jackson, and McCordy. That's, uh, that's going to be six corners. Yeah, I actually have six myself. Um, I shut down corner, Stephon Gilmore. He's going to have a great season this year. I have Eric Rowe, Jonathan Jones, the slot. J.C. Jackson, like you said, he's been a camp standout. I personally love him. Um, Duke Dawson. And I have Jason McCourty, which I think a lot of people are just assuming he's going to make the team just because his brother plays for them. But I could I could see him being cut. So I have him on the fringe, but I still think – I think he'll make the roster. And I think Cyrus Jones is gone finally. He's gone. He's finally. Gone. Yeah, a long overdue. Yes, it has been. Well, I don't know if you guys uh, accounted for, as of right now, Jonathan Jones is on the pub list. So, 
that's that's still something to be you know keep an eye on or whatever to see you know what comes of of his injury um pretty much everybody on that i agree with um i, I do think that they will give cyrus jones a little bit more of a look this you know during camp and preseason um only because he's been there and because of injuries i think you know i don't think they're ready to give up on him just yet but obviously if he can't you know perform or whatever and you know he he will be a, a late cut i believe i don't think they're ready what are they he was a what a third round pick last year or two years ago second i think yeah, i think he was higher yeah yeah so um i don't think they're ready to give up on him just yet but you know we'll see um moving on defensive backs which is what i originally said before we went to cornerbacks but what do you got zach yeah yeah we can hit on the safety we'll, we'll touch back with linebackers as well um the safeties i really don't think you're going to see any change at all um this upcoming season from the last year's roster you're going to see the mainstays of devin mccordy and patrick chung still roaming the back end and you know chung coming into the box and being physical at the line of scrimmage that's what he does best uh, Deron Harmon is, you know, that, that free safety who gets a lot of time on the field. He's slotted as McCourty's backup, but I think, you know, Harmon's hardly a backup. He's, he's on the field for quite a few plays, and, you know, he's the Iceman, you know. He's going he's gonna to get that game-sealing interception. That's what he does. That's, that's the value he provides for this team. So Harmon's obviously going to make the squad. Uh, Nate Ebner's going to make it because he's a versatile special teams player that Bill Belichick loves. He's a rugby player, and he can uh, he can work – he can – he can manage those fake punt plays for us. And uh, I like Jordan Richards. I know nobody seems to like Jordan Richards in New England. And every year, everyone's calling for his head, saying he should get cut. You know, he gets beat. He's not a good D-back. But I think I think the coaches are kind of looking at him as like a hybrid linebacker in a sense. He's a big guy for a safety. I mean, he, he's definitely stocky. And I think they like him situationally on the goal line where he can match up with tight ends or, or stuff a running back at the line of scrimmage. Um, and I think I think they they see that as certainly a value that none of the other uh, safeties necessarily bring to the table. So I got those guys: McCordy, Chung, Harmon, Richards, and Ebner. And that being said, you know, a, a little bird did tell me that Devin McCordy was spotted in the uh, again an MRI at Patriot Place the other day, and it's it hasn't been disclosed what that MRI was particularly for. Uh, and of course, no reports have come out on that yet. But it's definitely worth monitoring. We may hear some more on that. And, you know, if that's the case and McCourty goes down with some horrific injury, that would be a big blow to the defense. But I think they can they can pick it up. And I think a guy like Eddie Pleasant, who's on the bubble, most likely not going to make the team, may make the team if one of these safeties goes down, especially McCourty. Yeah, it's not good to hear. No. Hopefully everything's all right. Uh, for safeties, I have the uh... – the usuals I have Devin McCourty, Patrick Chung, I have Drawn Harmon. He's a ball hawk. He's all, always in the right spot. Always seems to be making interceptions. I have Nate Ebner. He's a special teams guy. Bill loves special teams guys. He's been around. I actually have Eddie Pleasant making the team with um, Jordan Richards on the bu- bubble. Mm. So I kind of had a little different opinion than you. Well, like you guys said last year, everybody was against you know Jordan Richards or whatever. Um, as we're recording this, he actually did make a couple 
um, great plays um, at camp today, which everybody was cheering him on or whatever. So, um, you know, everybody's going to have up and down, um, you know, camps or whatever. You can't live off of last year. Um, yeah, he was like, you know, one of those players that every I think every Patriots fan wanted to, you know, buy his plane ticket out of New England as quickly as possible. But, uh, you know, a lot of this hinges on 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 McCourty. You know, what was that MRI? How bad was it? Um, he did an interview after practice yesterday. Uh, he actually had his kid with him and it didn't seem like there was anything going on, you know, anything wrong. But obviously we're not doctors and it could be just something minor or it could be something that just doesn't show up on the outside. So, uh, moving on linebackers, what do you got, Zach? Yep. Uh, you're going to, I think defensively this season, you're going to see much more five D back sets with four D linemen. And I think you're going to end up with a lot of sets having just two linebackers and the two backers you're going to see on the field more than anyone else are obviously Dante Hightower, you know, barring injury. His injuries are always a concern with him. And uh, Kyle Van Noy, who's, who's really upped his game in terms of being able to be an all-purpose linebacker. You know, he can cover in space. He can man up on running backs. He can man up with tight ends. And he can stop the run. So I think I think the coaches are high on those two guys. And then you've got some, some back-end players like Marquise Flowers, who sort of came on mid-season. It might have been last season or two seasons ago. Uh, and I think he, he's proven value as a, as a quick linebacker who can cover in space. Harvey Lange, I think, is a is a team and fan favorite, and he's yet to really prove what he can do. And I don't see the team cutting ties with him yet. And I like I like the rookie Jawan Bentley. Uh, he was a very under the radar solid pickup for this team, and I think he he's gonna he's gonna make his impact known first with the special teams unit, and then as the years go on, he's gonna be a mainstay on this linebacker crew. So I got that five, those five: Dante Hightower, Kyle Van Noy, Marquise Flowers, Harvey Lange, and Jawan Bentley. So for my linebackers, I have Dante Hightower. Hopefully he can stay healthy, especially if with this news of McCordy, the two defensive captains here. Um, I also have Kyle Van Noy, Marquise Flowers. I have a Landon Roberts in there. Mm. And I, I decided to go with Christian Sam over Juwan Bentley. He's, um, he's another special teams guy. He's quick, speedy guy. So for linebackers, I have Hightower, Van Noy, Marquise Flowers, Landon Roberts, and Christian Sam with Juwan Bentley on the bubble. Yeah, Landon Roberts is an interesting case because he's been on the team for a couple of years, but he, he seems to sort of struggle on the field quite a bit. What do you think, Anthony? I agree. I mean, I think that he's, he's actually on my list uh, only because he's been on the team. Um, maybe with – with the defensive, with Matt Patricia gone and Brian Flores taking over, maybe it will uh, be a little bit more in his favor or whatever. Maybe it's a little bit more simplified for him. Mm, yeah. um, it's definitely something to you know keep an eye on. Um, you know, again, I, I think I think that this whole defensive scheme is, if it's being simplified, I think that it's going to be a lot better for a handful of players, which I think that'll make a big difference on the team in the past. Absolutely. So moving on, last but not least, special teams. What do you have, Zach? 
Yeah, it's going to be Goskowski, Ryan Allen, and Joe Cardona. Uh, the only the only competition for any of those spots is at at the punter spot. We got a we got a young rookie, hungry looking kid coming in, uh, and, and he's been flashy. But I think Ryan Allen is a very undervalued, underrated punter in this league. Uh, he may not be putting up your your best average yards, average uh, sorry average yards per punt, but he's an ace at locking guys down with that with that coffin punt and pinning guys inside their own basically their own goal line. Uh, and that's that's the kind of punter that is valued on this team. So I think Ryan Allen gets yet another year with this squad. Yep. I have Ryan Allen at punter, even though the rookie is um, – he's been pretty impressive, impressive in camp so far. Um, compared to Allen, he actually has better hang time, but I still think they stick with Allen. Um, Joe Cardona – and Steven Goskowski. And I still don't know why they've never brought in any competition for Goskowski. You guys have any idea on that? That's a good point. They usually do, don't they? For other positions, but I just I don't I don't think they've ever had anybody behind them like pushing them. Yeah, no, they have had over the years. Isn't that right, Anthony? Yeah, they've had they've had competition. Yeah, I mean, he's just been able to survive, but um I guess they're just I would I, I would have to guess that they're just very happy with what he did last year and they didn't feel a need. I mean, he's one of I the best in the league going well, yeah. on his 13, 14 season with the Patriots. So I think he's, uh, is he more now, more years than, um, Vinatieri? Vinatieri? Yeah, I believe so. Or is he just coming up on it? Because I know Vinatieri was, you know, he's been in the league for like, you know, 25 years or something. Vinatieri's been in the league for my lifetime. <laughs> he's he's a workhorse, and he's still playing. He's still with Indy, isn't he? Well, when did he go to the Colts in 2006? Yeah, that sounds right. So, I think yeah. thank God, Goskowski hasn't beat here. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, by a couple of years now. So, one last question: When it comes to these, could either one of you? Announce the uh, the punter, the rookie punter's <laughs> name. I'm not even going to give it a try. I don't want to embarrass myself or that young man. So I'm going to hang yeah. my hat on that one. Yeah, so. I had it. I, I'll give it a shot. I had it on. I'm just going to say Borges. Yeah. It don't guess. sound right. It don't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> well, B-O-J. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for yeah. – uh, you know, slaughtering his name, I'm sure he appreciates it. <laughs> so we're, we're, that was pretty much our 53-man breakdown. Some people will like it, some people won't, but that's what our opinions are out there for. Um, so we're gonna end up. We're gonna go to. We're gonna end up closing out the show. We're gonna do a little bit of a closing statement. And uh, Zach, what do you got for your closing statement? Yeah, you know, as usual, you can always find me at, at Zach underscore Bissett 16 on Twitter. You know, I've been bringing you the, the hottest Red Sox takes around, especially after a game like last night when Steve Pierce lit up the world. Uh, so you can, you can find me on Twitter. But most importantly, when we're talking about this Patriots team, it's simple. There's two names to keep an eye on for this season. Braxton Berrios is going to light up the scoreboard, and Derek Rivers is going to be lighting up opposing quarterbacks all season long. So Berrios, Rivers – Watch out for these guys. Mike, got a closing statement? Yep. You can find me on Twitter at, at Boston underscore sports 18. 
Um, I think this year, um, Riley McCarron might be a surprise for everybody. And I agree that the two rookies up was um, I think he'll make a huge impact on this team. And with Brian Flores, I believe we're going to see a totally different defense this year. And I'm looking forward to that. All right, boys. Thank you very much. Obviously, everybody, you can find us on uh, at www.bostonsportsextra.com. Um, we got T-shirts. Yeah, we got T-shirts. Yeah, we, T-shirts. We just, I just unre- I just released those this morning. Um, if you're interested in help supporting us, you know, we're not going to beg you to keep us afloat, but you know, we're putting them out there so we can uh, get the name out there a little bit more. But uh, definitely go to the website, support the writers. We got a whole host of them that do. They bust their ass putting out, you know, their articles. And we think that we have something a lot different than everybody else out there in the media. Um, Again, thank you all for, you know, listening in. We'll be back soon. This was episode six. And, you know, thanks for the support. You guys have been doing great with the downloading us on iTunes. You can find us on speaker. You can find us on, uh, well, help me out here. Blog Talk Radio. iTunes. Tune in. Yep. Yeah, tune in. So until next time, thanks a lot, guys. We're out. Peace. Thank you. See you.